Hello and welcome to Of The People, Independence Week edition. I'm Robert Chernin with my lovely co-host, Eric Reddick. And happy birthday, America. This week, by the way, so what birthday is this? Let's see, 1776. That's another 24. You know the way I do the math, plus another 200, plus another 247. Yeah, something like that. Food 46, 247. We'll do the math. So, Erica. Happy birthday, America. Erica. Happy birthday, America. Happy birthday. Nice arms, by the way. People who can't see you, I can see you. So, I want to talk, you know, folks, stay with us because there's so much going on. Next segment, we're going to do the Supreme Court, and then we're going to have a very special Happy Birthday, America, Independence Day segment number three. But, Erica... I got to jump right in as I like to okay. do. Yeah. So, you know, we talk about AI. So, Determinator has spoken. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, my Arnold God. Schwarzenegger. He's so dumb. It's not dumb. Why would you say he's dumb? Because he's dumb. He says dumb things like, who cares about your freedom, America? That was a terrible. I think yeah, that was um, a terrible. That was like, yeah. so, <laughs> hey, don't give up your day job. You're not going to make it as an impersonator on late night. So no, he look. He basically said, "Hey, AI is here." Cameron, who to him the Terminator was right, and there's nothing to worry about. So I guess all of us who are worried about AI taking over the world uh, and are destroying humanity have nothing to worry about. Um, just thought I would put that out there. But what I really want to do is go back to New York City. So the latest in New York City, you know, crime is out of control, you know, drugs on the street, right? The latest is they are locking up ice cream in New York City because people are stealing. It's the latest currency. Apparently, ice cream is now. So Dwayne Reed's, all these other places, Gristidi's, all these other places are now. So, you know, when you walk in three o'clock in the morning and you and you really want an ice cream. Right. Or maybe it's not three in the morning. Okay. They're now locking because of the rampant crime. We've gotten to the point where, you know how you go to a store, you buy clothes and they put these special clips on it and you got to go to the yeah. counter and they have to take these special clips off. They're now yeah. doing that to ice cream. What? <laughs> New York City. What? Because crime has gotten so bad that people be walking into stores and just putting the stuff in, you know, putting, the, you know, ice cream stuff in bags and walking out. So you now have Are to go to the counter. Are they stealing other stuff, like other food too? Um, so, so hold on a second. Why is ice cream, aside from everything else, like that's the only thing being stolen? They're not stealing other food? Um, well, they're, they're starting to get to the other food. But I mean, you know, apparently there's this whole black market on ice cream where you go in and you steal ice cream and then you sell it at your bodega or wherever, you know, for, for cheaper. So there, no, but, but you got to get the visual of this. I mean, of all the inane, stupid happening in New York city, right. You know, between given, you know, between, first of all, let's go back to the crime reform in 2019 that puts, you know, uh, criminals back on the street for uh, so they can be repeat offenders, right? I mean, it starts there. Thank you, Mayor De Blasio. So, you know, we've got drug we've got drug um, vending machines on on the street. We're regulating right. pizza, and crime is so bad they have yeah. to lock up ice cream. That is, oh my god, everything <laughs> is stupid. We need a song. We need like a song or a stinger to go along with our WTO segments that's like everything is stupid everyone is stupid on the face of the earth i what 
So from singing to, to stand up late night. Uh, look, the issue isn't the ice this cream. Is I, the issue isn't the ice cream. The issue is that crime is now at a point where the uh, retailers are being forced to lock up ice cream. Ice cream. And, 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 and you have to get it unlocked at the cash register. Or, you know, I mean, I guess you could cut a hole in the bottom, but maybe, I don't know, ink goes, you know, ink spills out and ruins your ice cream like it does on clothing. But the well, point is, that's how what, far are we, wait a minute, how far are we from that to locking up all foods to, and I know this is extreme, right? Locking up all foods to having, you know, the government say, well, you can have that food and you can't have that food. I mean, that's the same slippery slope I we mean, went down to with masks with and vaccines. Yeah, Bloomberg wanted right. to regulate how big a soda you could drink. Uh, but I have seen, I don't know if it's in New York or where exactly it is, but I've seen retailers, um, I think it was maybe like Walgreens or CVS, it was somewhere like that, where they basically now have everything in the back room. There's literally nothing on the shelves anymore because people are stealing so much crap. You have to shop and ask for what you want, and then the person goes in the back and collects it for you because okay. they just can't have anything on the shelves anymore. Pretty much. So, so here are the stats. So there were, in New York City, first quarter 2023, 13,738 reported, operative word, reported retail thefts. What? Now, that, that, now, that and that's is, just what's, and that's just what's reported. Right. Because ha right. they're not even reporting this crap anymore because they're not prosecuting it. Right. Well, that, I mean, that's really the key, the key here, right? What ends up happening is these repeat offenders go, go back out on the street and police estimate that. I don't know what percentage of these crimes were committed by the same. They, the number they cite is 378 individuals who have thousands of arrests and just keep getting, is it recycled? Is that the word? Recycled on the streets? What? Right. So, and, uh, but I mean, hey, you can't have pizza and your ice cream isn't safe. This but, is, man. And, and, and by the way, the air isn't safe to breathe either. But, you know, let's go to New York City. I, anyway, oh my I just, God. Un, 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 under insanity or stupidity or all of the above, I just, I had to go there. But I here's, just, here's okay. the real W. So I'm going to shift hard on you. Okay? okay. Okay. So, and I'm sure no one other than like, you know, people like me that get into the weeds on this stuff. <laughs> the White House is now studying manipulating sunlight as for climate change to fight climate change nobody's oh, Lord, nobody's nobody's, nobody's talking about it, but but wait a minute okay so basically they're they're messing with sunlight right which is the oh, prime that's, that's brilliant this uh, is well no well. they don't want it to be brilliant right so they're they're talking about things like stratospheric um aerosol injection um, <gasps> marine cloud brightening or cirrus cloud thinning under solar solar radiation modification and the whole idea is to manipulate sunlight to cool the planet because of climate change oh my so god basically so so basically you're telling me that these who don't know how to run an air you know faa on time who don't know how to do any deliver a letter on time who don't know how to control the border, who don't know how to bring down inflation, <laughs> right? But they're going to regulate the very essence the of 
of life on earth under under the under the aegis of climate change because they're not smart enough to figure any of this out but but these rocket scientists or maybe they're you know environmental scientists who the hell knows but just put the word scientist on it and they must be smart they're they're studying now the white house of course said well hang on and by the way folks i don't make this stuff up oh my god go oh my god go check it out this so the is White like House is the beginning of like horror movies and sci-fi right. movies. Like this is literally how the world ends in multiple movies. And now you got the government talking about it. They like, want to regulate the very source of life on Earth. Oh Lord Jesus! Under the un, under under the heading of climate change. So wait, no, you, you got to love this, right? SRM, which is, as I said, is solar, what is it? Solar radiation modification. SRM <laughs> offers the possibility of cooling the planet significantly on a time scale of a few years. But we have to study it. So they can't study what vaccines do. They didn't know where COVID came from, although I guess now they do. But, I mean, forget about where's the outrage. I mean, this is so far beyond outrage. Obviously, the press isn't talking about it. Nobody really understands it. But if you're going to be messing with the atmosphere, I mean, what is this? Nah. This is the gr- nah, dude. I mean, nah. I mean, nah, bro. No, no. Is, this is 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 the hubris? Can the hubris and arrogance be any greater coming out of the Biden White House? I mean, look, the guy doesn't even know how to walk one foot in front of the other these days, right? But I cannot of course, fathom. Oh yeah. Uh, 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 literally literally dc has the worst air quality in the country so you know what here's the deal robert maybe they're already doing it and that's what the problem is i just saw tim pool posted about how apparently the air quality in the dc area is the worst in the country there is a smog that is so bad that the air that sky looks red they have had to take their chickens inside. They're blocking off their air vents to wait keep a minute, wait a minute. air They're from coming chickens in D.C.? The only chickens They've... I know in D.C. are in the administration in the White House. This... Where are their chickens in D.C.? <laughs> Come on. So I think they technically are in West Virginia, but it's this uh, this podcaster that we that we watch. Um, he has, uh, what is it called? Chicken... Um, Chicken, Chicken City or something like that. They have a whole thing where you can like watch their chickens. It's it's a thing. Okay, you, everybody listening has got to Google it. Apparently, the air quality in DC is so bad that they are warning about the health of the animals in the area. They're blocking off uh, air vents to keep the air from the DC area from coming inside. So maybe these nincompoops are already doing the testing on dc well I th- and that's know, I have what's an al- happening i have an alternative theory and it, and it, oh. it's not quite nincompoops but the last part of that is right okay. so but my attitude is that maybe it's all you know gas related right i mean most of these guys in dc are full <laughs> anyway so maybe as they are you know re- you know getting rid of that it's creating mm. these you know gaseous mm whatever Flatulence. i mean it's just right um look wind wanna, bags wanna, if wait, you will wait, wait a minute i want to come back to something serious though this is such a serious topic to me 
we basically have the government saying saying that we're so smart we uh, we can manipulate sunlight in the name of cooling the planet not that we've studied what cooling the planet is really going to do other than maybe get you some votes on you know far left of center so we're going but we're going to i mean we're going to mess yeah. with the very foundation okay. of life on earth and cool the earth now again it's what? just a study but it's it's coming from the white house office of hang on let me get this right so nobody thinks that I'm making this stuff up. The White House Office of Science and Technology Policy, right? And it basically says there's deliberately intervention in the Earth's natural system to counteract climate change. Okay, I give up. So you want to interact, you want to basically inject yourself into Earth's natural ecosystem because you know better than Mother Nature. It's another attack on religion, by the way, uh, when you really think about it. You know better than Mother Nature. You know better than God. You know better than... And you are, man, man in their hubris knows everything, and we can mess with the sun to cool the planet because we know that that's better. Like I said, these guys can't deliver a letter on time. They can't manage airline flights. They can't get health care right. You're going to mess with the sun? Robert, these are the same that this is this is not Help shocking me. to me. These are okay, these are the same people who have said that too much carbon dioxide in the air is causing greenhouse gases. These are the same people who said we gotta get CFCs out of the air. These are the same what's, what's people CFCs? Carbon C, chlorofluorins? Uh, chlorofluorins? Yeah, chlorofluorocarbons, Chloro, which apparently guys. contributed to greenhouse gases. Oh, we gotta right. take all these airs. All this all of these uh, gases and things that are in the air are causing the by that were put there by man are causing the problem. So our solution is to put more gases made by man into the air to fix the problem. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Oh yeah, my so, god! So, so wait a minute. So stratospheric aerosol injection is that is that like taking a big can of underarm, you know, deodorant? And just yeah. spraying it in the sky. I mean, they just—they're getting out the Aquanet. Okay, they're getting out the Aquanet. Do you do you remember Aquanet from the eighties and nineties? How would all I, my how ladies? Would I, oh, how would I know Aquanet? I mean, excuse oh, me. First of all, first of all, bald as a cue ball, and have been for many years, even in the eighties. Oh, how okay. would I know Aquanet? Okay, okay, all my ladies really? out there, all of my, all of my, uh, my fops out there know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay, Aquanet was like the hairspray back in the day you know when us ladies had the freaking the little hair like flower bubble on the top of our head and the nonsense crap that we did okay give me an all the way break here so we're gonna say that human beings adding gases to the environment is the problem of all of our woes and the solution is to add more gases to the environment this, it's logical it, uh, to me wait a minute it's logical to me isn't that logical? <laughs> oh my god! Oh, these people and I, you know, you go. These people are literally stupid. How can you be anything other than stupid to think no, they're that not that stupid. is a don't, good don't, idea? Don't don't. I, I I mean, what they do is stupid. Do not ever confuse them with being stupid. They're mm. arrogant. Right. I mean, there's a lot of other adjectives I can give you as to what they are. Yeah. Right, 
Um, they're, I, you know, they're zealots. They're arrogant. They're intolerant. There's a lot of adjectives we can use. Do not ever mm. think that the enemy is mm. stupid. The enemy mm. is not stupid. My mm. concern is something like this. I mean, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, we were talking about AI and people were saying, oh, it's in the future. Don't worry about it. Well, and as we found out today, the future is here. Yes. It's the same thing with, with, with manipulating solar radiation, right? They're, they're going to mess with it because they can and we can and our technology is getting to the point where we can. And, they, and they're going to reassure us that they know what they're doing because trust, trust the science. The science. Right? Another <laughs> Yo, trust, Minnesota. Um, right, Yo, Minnesota. Yo, right. Minnesota. So and by the way, trust the science is the antithesis to trust God, right? Have faith in God or trust mm -hmm. science. You guys pick which one mm -hmm. you want. Who mm -hmm. do you think is more, you know, where do you have, great, have greater comfort that you're going to be taken care of? Or maybe that's the wrong terminology, right? So these yeah. guys, I mean, that, but the problem is it's only a study, but it's coming through the White House. And, and since, you know, the enemy is already inside the gate, meaning they're controlling the administrative state. This kind of stuff is going to go forward. And no one is focusing on this now. And again, mm -hmm. who wants to focus? Oh, well, that's 10 or 20 years from now. Yeah, well, 10 or 20 years. Okay, I'll probably be dead by then, but everybody else is going to be around. Uh, my kids especially. So, yeah. Um, all right. In any event, folks. Ah! Yeah, I know. So... <laughs> Folks, stick around for next segment. We are going to jump into SCOTUS and POTUS and the decisions and, don't, and and then our friends at, at the Crimson, whatever, Harvard and all of this and all these decisions. And we're going to make sense of it for everybody on this Independence Day week celebration. I'm Robert Chernin with my lovely co-host, Eric Reddick, and we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Hey everybody, Erica Reddick, also known as Generally Irritable. Special shout out and thanks to our Of The People radio and podcast listeners and to our Rumble viewers. We sort of had to give up on YouTube a little bit because uh, they don't like the things that we say. So you guys make sure you go check us out on Rumble. And also while you're there, go ahead, click subscribe, follow, generally irritable. You hear Robert and I talk about it a lot and you might ask yourself, what's the difference? Well, at Generally Irritable, we're not just covering news and politics, but we're talking about how news and politics intersects with culture. We get to go to live events like the How Many More rally at the Austin Capitol, America Fest hosted by Turning Point USA. Talk to and interview some of your favorite pundits, politicians, and podcasters to see what they think about where we are at in the American experiment today. Why do we do it? Because we believe that an engaged and informed electorate is the best way to save the American Republic. You'll even find cameos from our producer, uh, Lord Benjamin, AKA Lord Violence, AKA a darker perspective. That's where you can find him on Twitter. You can find me on all of the socials under Generally Irritable, literally all of them. Twitter, you're gonna find me as Erica Reddick, E-R-I-C-K-A-R-E-D-I-C. 
and most importantly, engage because we need you to overcome the evil big tech overlords. You got to share, you got to comment, you got to like, you got to hit that rumble button. Hello, and welcome back to Of The People. I'm Robert Chernin. I'm Erica Reddick. And we are back. Erica, I got one other sort of post-mortem on the whole White House, right? You know, trying to manipulate oh sunlight, God. right? Um, as you pointed out on break, and folks, we do talk on break. Isn't that how the dinosaurs went extinct? That's Erica? what I'm saying. So the, they think the science thinks that dinosaurs went extinct from a meteor hitting the earth and blocking out the sun. And blocking out the yelling. sun, right. Which, which by the way, this is this <laughs> is the same White House that just can't, and folks, if you had the paper, just can't figure out how they just found cocaine in the White House, <gasps> but they can figure out how to, oh, you didn't hear that? Oh, yeah, they just what? found cocaine in the White House. I mean, come on, everyone knows what this is. It just means that that Hunter was visiting and he left some stuff there, <laughs> right? So so there's cocaine in the White House, but they want to manipulate the sun because we're all going to end up as the Morlocks. Those are the people that live underground in, you know, H.G. Wells' time machine, folks. Oh, my God. In any event, I had to, sorry, I had to go there. Dude, uh, I, I tried. That's why I was like trying to smile on the on the way back in for our po uh, you know for our podcasts and radio listeners. I'm on the video like trying to smile. Uh, uh, right, I get it. I get it. So I want to go to the Supreme Court because there were some such important decisions right in the Supreme Court. Right. So the yeah. first one is they've ended affirmative action, even though they haven't really ended affirmative action. We'll get to that in a second. They basically said on this, it wasn't the cake, it was the website design in Colorado that you can't force someone to, you know, express mm -hmm. the things that aren't there, you know, that aren't Their theirs. Beliefs. But yeah. I want to focus a, a little bit about there is clearly a battle amongst the justices. Yeah. Not only do they rule against affirmative action, right? You have uh, Justice Gorsuch gave a scathing rebuke of Sotomayor's, Sotomayor, so you feel your mouth pronunciation. Yep. Sotomayor's, yep. Um, Justice Sotomayor's um, dissent opinion, yep. right? First, well, actually, let's back up. First, you have Chief Justice Roberts who comes out and says, we need to reel back in these dissenting decisions. Not that you can't dissent, but it's getting way too personal, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Then you have Gorsuch taking on Sotomayor and basically said, your dissent is stupid because you contradict yourself at several points and it doesn't even address the point and you have some this sort of high-minded stuff about why can't we all get along and you're and you're disadvantaging other people. Yep. And as Gorsuch points out, it's supposed to be an objective standard. And and the government's not supposed to pick winners or losers even though the colleges and Harvard in particular has been doing that. But then you have Clarence Thomas, Justice Thomas, taking on um justice brown jackson and you gotta love this calls her out on her quote unquote race infused worldview are you following any of this or is yes. it just me no i've definitely been following it uh the supreme court is actually a institution that i'm incredibly passionate about 
and uh, pay very close attention to the cases that they choose to take, don't take, and the opinions. So, yeah, we have uh, no one should be surprised that an Obama appointee or a Biden appointee does not care about what the Constitution says and is instead writing their dissent based on uh, uh, their personal opinions rather than the objective truth of what words mean well it comes down to right that you have an originalist interpretation of the constitution versus this whole concept that the constitution is a living breathing mm -hmm. document right, right. <clears throat> excuse me this is it's not what it meant when it was founded or when they, you know, the constitution was written. It, it's what does it mean in today's standard? But, but some of the acrimony between the justices, because you do understand that the last institution of the government that has any degree of credibility and any degree of legitimacy is the Supreme court. So, you know, that's where they're coming after, right? It started with obviously Dobbs actually it started way before Dobbs, but Dobbs certainly, um, energized the progressive left. And now they're obviously coming back and, and saying, forget about even court packing. Right? Yeah. They're attacking, you know, they're going after Alito. They're going after, um, they haven't quite gone after Gorsuch yet, but they're going after Alito. They're certainly going after Clarence Thomas, you know, cause mm -hmm. you know, he's clearly, you know, he's an uncle Tom, which he's been called. Right. Which is just, I mean, if that's not race baiting, mm -hmm. I don't know what is. Oh yeah. Right? But well, the left is the most, uh, you know, they've always been the most racist, uh, of, of them all. And so we shouldn't be shocked yeah. that they would be attacking him in that way. And, and then you've got Obama who jumps in to question the decision. And you gotta love Senator Tim Scott, who who basically called Obama's reaction, actually it was, Miss, it was Michelle Obama and Barack Obama's reaction to the Supreme Court decisions. Tim Scott calls them, their reaction, a lie from the pit of hell. Don't believe me, look it up, folks. Good for Not him. my words, that's his words. Good for um, him. Right, so, but what I wanna get to is, this is now the final battle, right? As we've talked about, before we're a democracy, and we're not really a democracy, we're a constitutional republic. But even before we're a constitutional republic, we're a nation of laws. And if you want to get rid of or change the country, the first thing or really, you know, the baseline is, after you've gotten rid of all the icons and the, you know, memorials and you rewrite the history, is you get rid of the laws. And the yeah. first thing you do to do that is you get rid of the people who enforce the laws. Initially, we thought that that was just the police, right? It's, it is law enforcement, but it's also judges. Yeah. And the pinnacle of legitimacy or, or of, of legal foundation of this country, the laws is the Supreme court. So they're clearly going to now. So the pr Supreme court is now, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's the, it is the, next great battleground and maybe the last one what do you think i i would say it's been a battleground for a long time and the evidence of that is the number of liberal justices that we have on the court so they took at every well, you opportunity only got three. Uh, that's three too many if there are three <laughs> justices on the Supreme Court who don't believe that English is English and, and that Kavanaugh words mean what they mean. Yeah, exactly. Gorsuch, too. Um, he has sided with the liberal justices in order to try to, like, maintain some kind of a 
Uh, no, no, wait, you wait, know. Wait, wait, wait a minute. First of all, I'm a big Gorsuch fan, um, as I was a big Scalia fan. You have to understand something. If you are correctly applying the law, it means there are going to be decisions that you don't personally agree with. But the law is the law, right? So those times, so I have more of an issue with, with Kavanaugh, who, sent, who, who generally uh, but, tends well, to. I, so hold on, though, Robert. Okay, okay it is. It, the I know this is a passion Court, area for you. The Supreme Court's job is to determine whether or not a law is constitutional or not. Not whether or not it's fair, not whether or not it's good, not whether it's applied correctly or not. Congress's job is to create laws. The SCOTUS, the Supreme Court's job, is to determine whether or not a law is constitutional. So I don't care what any of those Supreme Court justices think about any of the laws. That's Congress's job. If people don't like the law, then go back to Congress and change it. We do not make change or manipulate laws through the Supreme Court. Their job, one job, is to determine whether or not something is constitutional or not. So I don't care what their opinions are. I don't care yeah, if they but, like but it you, or not. You were saying, but you were saying that Gorsuch sided with some of the liberal justices in, in a few of the cases. And I said, that's right. And frankly, I don't remember the cases in particular. He's supposed to. You're so, it's supposed to be an objective application, an objective standard. And, you know, that doesn't mean if a law is passed and the intent of the law is clear. And by the way, Congress's job is not to pass laws. Congress's job is to pass clear laws. That's, you know, fault 101 because they don't do that and they defer to the administrative state. And we, and we already talked about that. Yeah, we, whole we Chevron, know that already. Have, that whole Chevron deference ruling where they let the deep state or the administrative state um, really interpret laws which they're not supposed to. Well, and that's is. more evidence that there is an attack that the, the, the legitimacy of the Supreme Court. So when you have the Supreme Court... Uh, at times over the years, you know, saying separate but equal, and then uh, th these say, like, oh my God, these same people who are attacking the Supreme Court now and saying, oh, we have to uphold precedent in abortion, and we have to uphold precedent, should we have upheld uh, uh, decisions that said it was okay for black people to be treated separately as long as it was well, equal. Plessy, are we going to Plessy, Plessy versus Ferguson? Plessy are we versus gonna, Ferguson. Like, are we going to say that loving uh, was not legitimate? Where uh, now uh, interracial marriage is is okay? Like, per, per, oh, mm, okay. I'm gonna. All right. All right. So, so here, here's my next question for you, because obviously the three big decisions that they, that they, you know, put down was obviously a ruling against Harvard's affirmative action. I think it was also, was it UNC? I think it was, it was two, one was public, one was private, obviously Harvard being the private institution. The second ruling really was on this whole uh, website designer in Colorado who go, went against her religion to build a it wasn't it wasn't that they wouldn't build a website it was that it was the language on the website expressed a view that was contrary to her religious faith Correct. right so clearly religious freedom wins that wins out there and then obviously the whole big thing about the student loan forgiveness is declared unconstitutional as everyone has now heard i'm sure you're sick about it as even nancy pelosi um 
Queen of the Damned. Uh, <laughs> Nancy Pelosi basically, you like that? You like that? Right. Nancy Pelosi basically said it, it takes an act of, act of Congress where it does. But, but here's where I want to go with this. So in the decision, here's what most people didn't see. Mm. So the Supreme Court delivers the, st- the decision students for fair admissions versus, you know, Harvard. Mm-hmm. The court ruled the following, that colleges and universities may consider in admissions decisions, quote, an applicant's discussion on how race affected his or her life, be it through discrimination, inspiration, or otherwise. So while they, while the court's, or the Supreme Court ruled against this affirmative action in this case, that language is so big you can drive a, a, a tractor trailer through. Literally. Because you know what's going to happen. You know that now the colleges are now going to find a different way to use race in their admission standard. What am I missing? Am I wrong here? Because no. I mean, that language is so vague that now you're going to have the Harvard's and the other elite Ivy League institutions change admission standards. What do you think? I think that they are going to figure out a way around the rules no matter what. Um, right. But I I love that um, Justice Clarence Thomas, I believe, wrote the dissenting opinion that our first time affirmative action went through the Supreme Court. And he said, you know, they, I'm trying to remember the exact language, but it was something like, you know, I, um, basically it's already against the law to discriminate. We don't need affirmative action. I I, I don't want to, I don't want to bastardize his words, but back then he said, uh, you know, the, the, um, the uh, the original opinion was something like i long for the day or that uh we don't need a law that prevents people from being racist prejudiced and discriminatory basically and in his dissent he said yeah we already live there it's already against the law to discriminate against people based on these things we don't need another law that creates that actually creates discrimination. Affirmative action creates, tries to correct previous discrimination with current discrimination. And so, right, but of course they so, do. So now we do. So now we've said, okay, that law is unconstitutional because it creates discrimination, right? So okay, wait, wait, we're a do- wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We we've talked about this. Justice is rear facing. And it's always trying to right a wrong in the past. Social justice worries, all that nonsense, right? That's what, that's what one side thinks. Freedom is always forward-facing. And there's going to be a little bit of injustice in it because, because people are, you know, humans are flawed and they have weaknesses and they have lapses in judgment, right? But I agree mm-hmm. with you that affirmative action really entrenched racial disparity it didn't remove it but it was if you're going to argue the other side which i'm not but i certainly know what the argument is that they they are trying to right a, a historical wrong by by visiting a current wrong if you will discrimination yeah. in admi- in admissions let me read you actually well, that, what well, jackson's and, uh, go ahead. Hold, 
I want you to come back to this, but you mentioned Michelle Obama. So Michelle Obama in her statement. Only if I have to. In her statement actually repudiated her own statement. So she made a comment about how it was so terrible that when she was at Yale or whatever it was. No, no, she was at Princeton. Princeton, Princeton, sorry. Michelle Robinson, look look, look up her her, uh, thesis there. How she got treated like she might not belong there because, you know, she's black and get, got favored, whatever. And so she wasn't taken seriously as a black woman and blah, 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 and whatever. It's like, okay, but now you're saying the thing that actually creates the perception that you might not have deserved to get there in the first place is the thing is the thing that you want to uphold. So why not just make it so that everyone who's actually there has has the same level playing field and they aren't given special privileges and special consideration? What better way to make sure that there is no perception that you didn't deserve to be there than to get rid of the thing that creates the perception that you might not deserve to be there. Okay. You need to simplify that for me. Cause I, I mean, I hear you, but I'm, I'm, yeah, I get it. But look, look, one side focuses on the equality of opportunity, not the equality of outcome. The progressives want an equality of outcome. Like we're all going to wear, you know, gray mm-hmm. burlap sacks and we're going to eat potatoes, right? I mean, that's basically, mm-hmm. you know, that's basically what this yeah, is. Lower right? everyone's quality uh, of living. So it sucks right. for everyone. Right. Rather than, and you're talking about a meritocracy and, and that kind of a thing. Um, look, it's really, it's really simple. If I have someone who's going to operate me, uh, operate on me as a physician, I don't want the guy that finished at the bottom of the class and I don't want the guy or girl or woman, whatever, who was there because of some, you know, racial quota. I want the best person in the world to be operating on me. And that's a pretty easy standard for people to understand and wrap their heads around and race-based admissions for the longest time. While the intention was to write a historical wrong, all it did was visit more wrong now on a larger group of people, which I guess, I guess one side thinks that's okay, but I'm sure not on that side. Lord Benjamin has given us the high sign, which means we got to go in our bourgeois capitalist way, make some money this Independence Day celebration week. Erica, I love talking to you. So much fun. Exactly. Folks, we'll be right back, and then we're going to jump over into This Is My Flag. Mm. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Are you tired of seeing your rights stripped away by the politicians in Washington who don't care about you or me? Do you feel like you're a red dot alone in a sea of blue, disconnected? Well, it's time to get connected. The American Center for Education and Knowledge is fighting back to defend American exceptionalism. Go to asicfund.org to learn more and get connected. That's A-C-E-K-F-U-N-D dot O-R-G. Do it now. Hi, I'm Robert Chernin. And I'm Erica Reddick. And we are of the people. You can find us on Rumble. You can find me on Twitter, at RB Chernin. And? And I am at Erica Reddick. Look us up. You'll be entertained. That we guarantee. Absolutely. She's never wrong. Ever. (laughs) Just ask my husband. 
Hello, and welcome back to Of The People. I am Robert Chernin with... Erica Reddick. And we are back in this last segment on our America's Birthday Celebration Week, right? And this is my flag, and this is my country. But I want, before we get to that, Eric, I have to go back. I want to read something. It's probably a good jump-off point even for what we're going to talk about in this segment. So Justice Thomas, you know, we had that conversation last segment about the meaning of affirmative action, the fact that the Constitution enshrines there should be no discrimination. So here's what Justice Thomas said in response to his dressing down of Supreme Court Justice KBJ, right? I think Mm. that's how they refer to her. So Thomas says the following, with the passage of the 14th Amendment, the people of our nation proclaimed that the law may not sort citizens based on race, it is this principle that the, found, that the framers of the 14th Amendment adopted in the wake of the Civil War to fulfill the promise of equality under the law. And it is this principle that has guaranteed a nation of equal citizens the privileges or immunities of citizenship and the equal protection of laws. To now dismiss this as two-dimensional flatness, which is what KBJ did, is to abdicate a sacred trust to ensure that our honored dead shall not have died in vain. Those are powerful words. So you juxtapose that, but though they just did a study, almost a third, actually over a third, did not know the meaning of Independence Day other than hot dogs and fireworks. <laughs> that does I mean, not shock me at all. I mean, I still think we should do a segment on the. We, we really have to, you know, first we need a bodyguard. Somebody with a gun and we got to, we have to do a segment on the street and ask, I want to, I want to look in the face of young people and ask them these questions. Don't you? Yeah, I do. Right. Because how do you not know that? And by the way, 40% didn't know that the uh, right to bear arms is in the second amendment. It's, I mean, it's all part (laughs) of the dumbing down of America to ensure that we tear down and destroy the institutions that make this country great. Um, you know, I, I just, it just, we were just having a conversation with somebody about the second amendment, you know, and they said, Oh, well back in the day, all they had was muskets. And it's like, no, they didn't. Uh, in in the time of the revolutionary war, they had automatic weapons or the equivalent of it. And it was not a regulated militia. At the time of the writing of the Second Amendment, our founding fathers were writing a document telling everyone not to trust them, okay? We had just fought a war for our independence, and there was no there was no army, there was no standing organized militia. There was a call to arms of the American citizens, the people who lived here, to go out and to fight against a tyrannical government that wanted to take from them and harm them. Okay? So Erica, Erica. The what people forget is the people who founded this country, who wrote the Declaration of Independence and ultimately the Constitution were radicals. That's right. Right? They they revolted against British authority 
and they were radicals. But the lesson is really simple here. Freedom, I mean, freedom costs, freedom isn't free, and all of those things which are true. Yeah. But most importantly and fundamentally, if you don't use it, you lose it. Freedom needs to be exercised. Yes. Right? I don't, you won't quite call it a muscle, but same thing. If you, if you don't exercise your freedoms, if you don't exercise your muscles, they will atrophy. You will lose them. Mm-hmm. But you have to understand that this is not about being politically correct. This is about America's founding. I just find it interesting to me that most people don't understand what it is that they're, not most, at least a third, maybe, um, that they don't understand what we're celebrating here. Yeah. But here's a real indication of how things have evolved. There is now a crisis, and this is all under the heading of America's birthday and protecting America and all of those things. There's now a crisis in the military for recruitment. Yeah, yep. And do you know why there's a crisis? Because I, well, there's many reasons, but. No, there's really, well, there's, there's, what's the main pipeline um, for having, military service? Having had a family member, uh, having already served, previously served. Absolutely spotted. Military families are 80% of the pipeline mm. into the military. And they're now sh- saying that the, those families are now telling their, their kids don't go into the military. Yep. So that will tell you the depth of the problem. And, and let's figure out how we got here, right? I mean, there's been 20 years of two wars, you know, maybe 30 years in Afghanistan with a disgraceful exit, right? Yep. I mean, what was it all for? Everyone who lost their lives in Afghanistan? Yep, 20 years. You know. Billions um, of Iraq, dollars. No, no different. And remember, after Vietnam and we ended conscription, which was the draft, another word for the draft, the there was this whole... Um, and I would say successful marketing effort by the, by the branches of the military to recruit. And, it, you know, it, you know, it's a great career and we're going to train you and we're going to take care of you. Now, military housing on the base or military housing, the conditions are, you know, most of the time not good. There are if you live off base, you may be on food stamps. How much of our military is on food stamps? You're going to go serve your country to protect your freedom. And then you're going to come back with PTSD and you're going to get service out of the V.A.? <clears throat> I mean, I have a friend. I have a friend who just retired after thirty years' service to this country, and he's got some PTSD issues. He can't get his claim processed by the VA. Oh yeah. Do you know something like what is what was the number we learned? Something like thirty service members a, um, a year, something, some large number of uh, veterans actually take their own life in the parking lot of the VA. So, so not only do we have a I didn't know vast, that. that's horrible. It is. We have a yeah. vast, um, a, uh, uh, pre, um, military service is one of the primary indicators of, of whether or not you, uh, uh commit suicide. So a, a number of the suicides in this country, sorry, I'm having a hard time spitting it out, are people who previously um, new, new, new set of new set of lips new today. set of lips today <laughs> just, take, just taking them for taking them for a lap around the track in, yeah on the radio show okay. yeah and um it's some it's some uh, it was the most heartbreaking thing i had heard basically our veterans who gave their life for this country are not being taken care of to the point where they're taking their own life in the parking lot of a va 
Uh, and that was something that I learned running for Congress last year. And okay. it was the most, Sorry. it was the saddest thing I think I heard uh, the entire campaign. So my friend who retired was at, was served at Fort Benning. And I went down to Fort Benning for his retirement ceremony. And there is the museum on base is the Infantry Museum, which mm -hmm. is probably one of the most moving museums I have ever been to. Folks, if you ever get down there, it's not, and by the way, they've changed the name for political correctness because Benning was a Confederate and a racist and whatever, but it's still Fort Benning, right? It's still in Georgia. Um, the history of the infantry, and no disrespect to any other branches of the armed services, but the history of the infantry is the history of this country. That's right? right. It goes back to the Minutemen, and it goes back to, you know, mm -hmm. just all the way forward, you, you see those that have sacrificed for the, for this country. That's right. Right. And as obviously you get older, you have more reverence for it because you've weathered your own battles and your own and your own storms. But the thing that concerns me is last year, both the army and the navy were off twenty five percent of their recruitment goals. And you have to juxtapose, or you have to really see this in the backdrop of, you know, in in when I was growing up, the superpower struggle was the Soviet Union versus versus America, United States. Now it's us versus China, and yeah. I think their I think their armed forces are two point two million. I would almost I think that's the right number, and we're at one point four million, and we're down twenty five percent of our recruitment goals because we don't treat our servicemen well. And then we get into this whole woke nonsense about making sure that we have diversity, equity, and inclusion. Which remember, folks. Diversity, equity, and inclusion is division, elitism, and intolerance, because that's really what they're teaching you, right? And, and just because they court overruled affirmative action, don't think it's ending anytime soon. That's They'll find right. another way, yep. right? So that's my concern in all of this. So again, this is America's birthday. By the way, for the record, July 4th is about the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Yes. That's what we're celebrating. That's right. This is our civic document. This is our founding document. And if you will, our our civic religion, mm. right? The government's not supposed to establish a religion, but these are the common set of beliefs that lay the foundation. The principles. And by the way, why, why doesn't the left want to rewrite the Declaration? They want to rewrite the Constitution. That's a really interesting question. Um, that is an interesting uh, question, Robert. That my suspicion is it's a bridge too far. My suspicion is if it, it's one thing to go because the Declaration doesn't establish laws; it establishes principles, and they can attack those principles without attacking the, the document. They well, can't attack the laws without attacking the Constitution. That's interesting. That's my because, theory. Well, and According to Robert. It's interesting because, right, it says all men are created equal. And. Um, but it meant, but it, it, it wasn't a gender reference. No, but that's what I'm saying. So they. But they think it's a gender. Well, it, it should have said all men and women. You know, these are, Erica, these are the same people. by their creators. Ooh. So this is the thing. That's got to right. be coming next, Robert, because the Declaration of Independence says that we're all created equal, endowed by our creator. Okay. And on this Independence Day week celebration, I want to take a moment to thank the one person 
who makes well you know he doesn't make erica look good because she already looks good but i want to thank the one person who does make us look good and puts all this together that's right lord benjamin i want you to come on camera because we personally on this independence day not that one really has anything to do with the other but you have been the man behind the scenes for so long and We've got a couple people every once in a while send us questions that go, tell me about this Ben guy. So we're not going to tell you about him. We're going to let him speak for himself. So Ben Reddick, where are you? Come join us for a second. <laughs> Did I put him You're on the spot? You're going to see his guns. Did I see him on the spot? Yeah. Does he own guns? Be great. Oh, I knew I liked him. Yep. All right. Hold on. He's should getting I count his like, camera on. Should I count like one potato, two potato, three potato, three four? Three potato, four. Five yeah, potato, okay. six potato, seven potato, more. I'm just trying to think. On, you know, Independence Day, right? Signing of the Declaration. We're thankful, for the, we're thankful for the founders. We're thankful for the men and women of the, of the military and the different branches who have defended our freedoms, protected this country, and made sure we, that we stay free. By the way, you know, when we were talking about recruitment, guess which branch of the military has met its recruitment goals? The Marines. Hoorah! Semper Fi, baby. Semper Fi. The Marines. So why is the Marines meet their recruiting goals but the Army and the Navy? Because, by the way, guess which branch of the military really hasn't gone woke? The Marines. Marines. Lord Benjamin, Ben Reddick, hey, we want to thank you personally thank for you all you do for the show, for us to make us look and sound as good as we do. Folks, behind the figurehead, heads, plural, that would be Erica and I, or me and Erica, or us two, there is this man. And yes. we just wanted to publicly thank him on this Independence Day. Thanks, well, I appreciate that, sir. It's been an honor and a pleasure watching you two rant irreverently about the foolishness of our government. So I learned a lot. <laughs> Did he just call us foolish? Uh, no, he said the foolishness of our government. Ah, phew, I feel so much better now. You know, I, didn't invite, I didn't invite you on air to insult me. I mean, I can, you know, Erica can do that fine without you. Very so, talented um, I, I'm a woman. That's my job. All right, so we're going to get right. into this whole gender gender uh, disparity. What is it called? Gender wars, gender dysmorphia, gender whatever. Gender um, nonsense. The, the, the minute, the, the, well, the minute you put anything out there that says anything other than there are two genders, you just you lose me. So, um, but anyways, so we just wanted to give a shout out to Lord Benjamin, or better known as Ben Reddick. So, folks, right. thanks for staying with us. Benjamin, I leave it to you to cut this and put it in as best as you see fit. We just wanted to get you on radio. So I want you to go to my Twitter feed, at RB Chernin, and you're going to see that I've pinned up the following. Because through all of this, I am proud to be an American. I am proud of this country. I'm worried to, to you know, to Timbuktu and, and beyond. But if you go to my Twitter account, you're going to see the following. And it's going to be a picture of the flag. And it says, this is my flag. I will not apologize for it. It does not stand for skin color, race, or religion. It stands for freedom. It used to be that politics would stop at the border. And even if we had a fight within the family, left versus right or top versus bottom or black versus white or whatever it is, 
rich, poor, fat, thin, whatever, pink, purple, you know, we can go through that whole rainbow, you know, crap, but you get the idea. What would end up happening is in our foreign policy, what we projected to the world was we are one country. Well, that doesn't happen anymore. Part of it is intentional because they, what they've done, we don't teach civics in the school anymore. We don't, I mean, if, if over a third of this country doesn't know why they get the day off other than to eat hot dogs, we have a problem. It's not a problem we can't solve. And I'm not trying to tell you it's the end of the world, you know, that the end of the world is coming. And I'm sure the end of the world is coming at some point, but I don't think anybody, myself or anybody listening, is going to be around for it, right? But you've got to understand their intent. there is an intent by whoever those, you know, you know, the guy behind the curtain, or really it's the cabal behind the curtain, right? I am Oz, except Oz used to think was one person. It's really sort of a whole cadre of people. They want us fighting each other because if we fight each other combined with all the economic hardship and everything else, we don't have time to see what's really going on. And because they stopped educating us, you know, it's that whole Thomas Sowell thing. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's not an issue that you can't read or write. It's not teaching you to think. Well, they're not teaching you to think because they don't want you to think for yourself and they don't want you to read. I think that, you know, the most, you know, the declaration I think is the next thing to fall. And the reason that people don't know that why that document is so important is because it says our rights come just for being born human beings. Our rights do not they come, come from, from government. God. They come from God. That's right. They do not they, come, they from come from government. the creator. They cannot be arbitrated uh, by the Supreme court or by Congress or the president. Our rights are ours just for being born human. And if they can erase that fundamental truth about this country, that's how they take it over. That's how they get away with this nonsense. And that's how we find ourselves in the position that we're in today. I agree with one, but with one difference. Mm. I don't think they're going to go after the declaration. They don't have to. Mm. They've, they've already neutered it, right? We were founded on a common set of beliefs and a common set of values. We no longer have a common set of beliefs and a common set of values. Therefore, the declaration is already mm. being made irrelevant. Unless, of course, it's one of the reasons, and look, I have not endorsed anyone for president yet, uh, but I do like Senator Scott because he's about mm. restoring America and restoring the American dream. And you can talk about make America great again, and I'm a big Trump supporter as well. Um, loved what he did in office i wish he could have done more right yeah. but it's not about make america great again in my opinion it's about restoring the american dream yeah. because the key question on this independence day celebration week is are you better off now than you were four years mm -hmm. ago or two years ago and even more important do you think your children are going to start off given the the, the state of the union are your kids going to start off better than you had it? Mm. And if you can't answer yes to that question, we have some work to do as a country. So happy birthday, America. Happy birthday. All right. Happy Declaration of Independence signing day, which is what this praise is. Praise the Lord. PTL, praise the Lord. Folks, you have been listening to Of the People with Robert Chern. And we're going to exit just a little early because I want to play for you just a little excerpt from one of my favorite songs which is called ragged old flag by johnny cash if you haven't listened to it it's one of the most moving 
patriotic songs I have ever heard. Uh, and we wanted to share a little bit of that with you. So I'm Robert Chernin with the lovely Erica Reddick. And we will see you next week. On second thought, I do like to brag because I'm mighty proud of that ragged old flag. Oh.